You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. Well, good morning, Living Word Chapel family and friends and uh, all those in, our, in the communities that we serve. Uh, we are so delighted that you're here with us for our video cast and our podcast this morning. Um, want to also thank you for all of the positive comments that we received throughout the week about last week's uh, message and, uh, and our video cast. We are in uncharted waters. We've never been here before. And so we thank you for your patience and just uh, for the grace that you've shown us through this time. We also want to emphasize that the church is not shutting down. Uh, the church is uh, alive and well, and you are in uh, a confirmation of that as you're meeting in your homes or if you guys are gathering in a, in a place to, to watch this together, or maybe you're driving in a car listening to the podcast, you are... Uh, a perfect example of the church being alive and well. So whether we are in a building or we are in your home, uh, the church goes on. Uh, I want to start out this morning with prayer because we believe that nothing happens without prayer. And in this world uh, and the craziness that's going on in this season of our, of our lives, uh, I think that we need to go to God because God is bigger than anything we face And so we want to make him the most important thing in everything that we do as a church. So let's go to the Lord right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the truth that you are God and uh, you are in control. There's nothing that that we are facing right now that is bigger than you. And so, Lord, we want to intercede for our world, whether our world that is near or abroad, we want to pray your blessing upon uh, everything that, that needs, to, needs a touch from you, Lord. And this coronavirus, Father, we, we, it's, it's bringing so much terror to our world. Uh, we just pray that you will intervene, Lord God. We need you at this time, and so we pray uh, for you to move. Be with our, our president uh, in this uh, wonderful country of the United States of America. We, we pray that you guide President Trump, Lord, with wisdom and direct him in, in his uh, decisions, Lord God, and surround him with, with people that are going to be a positive to the welfare of our country. So we pray for national leaders that you will also increase their understanding and abilities, Lord. Uh, be with state leaders, be with Governor Ducey, Lord, and, and all those that uh, are surrounding him, Father, to make the decisions that are going to be a, a positive impact for the state of Arizona. Also be with our community leaders, Lord God, and our county leaders, Father, guide them in, uh, in everything that they're doing. May, may this time be a time that people really seek your face and that uh, people turn away from, from ways that are not pleasing to you so that you can heal us, Lord, like we need to be healed. Heal our land. Uh, be with uh, our, our medical teams, Father, with every doctor, every nurse, Lord, first responders, 
and everyone uh, that is dealing with this coronavirus. Uh, just pray that you will protect them, Father, from the illness, and also, Lord, uh, give them strength, as many of them are working long hours. So be with them as well, Father, and be with the, uh, those that have lost a loved one with this, uh, with this virus, Father. We're not, uh, we're, we're, we, we know the reality that it's, it's, it's taking lives, and so we pray that you be with families, Lord, as they, as, as they have lost a loved one, and, and be with those that are infected right now. We pray for your touch of healing upon them, and, uh, and Lord, we just, we just pray all this in the name that is above all names, the name of Jesus Christ, and, uh, and all of God's people said, amen. I want to start out uh, this message with uh, the reality that God is near. God has not left the building. Uh, he has not left your home. Uh, he hasn't left your community, uh, the state, or the country. And better yet, he hasn't left his people. In fact, God dwells in the hearts and the soul of every person that names Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And so I wanted to start a, a series. It's a, it's a two-part series that, uh, that really has an emphasis that God is near. And the first message that I thought was uh, pivotal and important is that uh, God is never in quarantine. He's not boxed in in some distant galaxy or distant star. He, he's not boxed in in quarantine and uh, under the earth in, 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 in the, the, the depth of the earth. He, he's not put away in some, in some distant building. Uh, he's never in quarantine because he is the, the creator of the cosmos. He's a sustainer of life. Nothing happens without, without God. Uh, nothing gets past him. And so you need to know that he will never abandon you. He, he, he will never leave or forsake us in our time of need. And, and there's two scriptures, uh, two passages that I want to look at from, from the book of Romans, uh, the letter that Paul wrote to the, the church in Rome. And they're both in, in chapter 8. And they really illustrate and uh, emphasize the reality that God is never going to leave us. He, he's near. Um, the apostle Paul uh, writes in verse 35, he said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ. Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? He goes on to say, as it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered a sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all things, verse 37, in all things we are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us, for I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Somewhere in this passage, I believe that the coronavirus is there. Coronavirus is not going to be able to separate us from God. Somewhere in here is, is all the pestilences, all the plagues that have been in the past, and every pestilence and every plague that will come in the future. Nothing 
will be able to separate us from the love of God. You see, there's, there's, there's no one that can separate us from his love. And, and you need to know that, that he, God himself, will not separate himself from those who trust him and choose to have him as the anchor of our lives. When our hearts are shaken up and, and, and life around us is unsettled uh, because everything is falling apart, you can be sure that Jesus is our rock. Jesus is our stability. And in this same chapter, we, we, we find uh, another verse that, that could be considered a passage because it is so extraordinary. It, it, it's, there's so much depth to verse 28. Uh, Paul says there, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose, not our purpose, not the purpose of any illness, not the purpose of any, any, anything that, that can come at us, but for God's purpose, he's working for good. And, and from this, this uh, verse, from this passage, I want to I share with you four points that I think are very instrumental to where we're living in today. I think they're going to be an anchor for you and an anchor for me. The, the first point is that God is never absent in anything that we face. You know, when you, when you read the scripture, you, 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 you can pause and you break it down and, and you can extract all of the God reality in this, in this uh, verse. It says, we know that in all things, God. Think about that. In everything that we face, God is there. There, there is nothing that I will go through from, from, from the morning to the night, uh, from the, the day to the week, from the week to the month, from the month to the year. There is nothing that I'll ever face where God will be absent. In everything, God. We just got done with a, a series uh, that was written uh, by John the, 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 to the churches in the Revelation of Jesus Christ. And in that series that was titled Dear Church, we find that John was exiled. He was banished to an island called Patmos. He was put away by himself. You can say he was quarantined by the Roman government because they did not want him to, to, uh, to influence other people. And so as he is banished, he's exiled or quarantined, we find out that even though he was away from everything, God was present. And Jesus Christ gave him the revelation that was instrumental for the church in his, in his day. But it wasn't only instrumental for the church in his day, in that first century church. It was instrumental for the church in our day. And you, and, you, and you can grab a hold of the truth that God wasn't absent then. He's not absent now. He will not be absent tomorrow. God will always be near. The psalmist put it like this, and I, and I love it. He, he said, the Lord is near to all who call on him. To all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry, and he saves them. Now, that, that, that's so important to me because we're, we're living in a, in a time of, of fear and terror. And, and, and the psalmist, led by the Holy Spirit, says, The Lord is not far from you, 
The Lord is near to you. All those who, who, who love him, all those who reverently uh, submit to him, not in fear that terrorizes you, but fear that trust someone who's bigger than anything that we'll face. There's nothing that you'll face, beloved, that's bigger than God. You, you don't have to walk in anxiety. You don't have to live in terror. There's a God who's bigger than anything that you'll face. And this God is present in every minute of your life. Again, the psalmist said this. He said, the Lord is not only near, but he's close. He's close to the brokenhearted, and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. There are people all around us right now that their hearts are broken because of everything that's going on in their lives. God's not the breaker of hearts. God's the restorer of hearts. God's the one that puts your life back together. If you have a broken spirit because of everything that's going around you and you think there's, there's no hope, God is the one that brings hope back into your life through Jesus Christ. See, there's nothing that we're going to face. There's, there's no situation that's, that, that, that we have to face alone. We can, we can allow God to be present in every situation and every circumstance. Point number two is this. God works in and through all things. Every day and every circumstance is an opportunity to see God at work. That same verse, uh, when we break it down, we can read it like this. We know that in all things, God works. You know that, that God doesn't pick and choose where he's going to work in your life? It's not like, like he's going to, to, to say, I, I'm not going to, to be there for you in this situation. or I'm not going to be there for you in that circumstance. God is always at work. We, even in the places that we don't see him at work. Even like right now, people might be saying, why, why is he allowing this coronavirus? What, do you think that God is not at work? If you're watching this, this morning, you need to know that God is at work for you to even watch. For you to even hear a message of hope. That he, he's showing you that, that it doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what you're facing. That he's going to work through the circumstances. He's going to work through this, this, this season to show you how real he is. I got a phone call this week from a, from a, a high-level leader in the valley that, that, um, that uh, he wants to meet because he's in a place in his life that, uh, that he's stumped. That's bigger than him because life is bigger than us. Just like this coronavirus is bigger than us, but it's not bigger than God. Life is bigger than us, but you need to know that God is always at work. He desires to, to, to be with you and work through you in whatever you're facing. But it, but it seems to me that we want God to work our way. We have an example of that from, from the Gospels in, in, in John's Gospel uh, Jesus healed a man on the Sabbath. And the religious leaders, because religious people can get very upset when they see God at work, because sometimes in us being religious, and God never called us to religiosity, he called us to a relationship with him, but sometimes we want things done our way. And so Jesus healed this lame man on the Sabbath. And they were angry about it. And they, this is what Jesus said to them. He said, my father is always at his work to this very day. 
and I too am working. In other words, the Father was working in every situation and in every circumstance and in healing this man who needed to be healed when, when they thought that they should be resting, God is working. And here's what I want you to know. This is important. Some of us are at home because we cannot go to work. Uh, you cannot go to a restaurant and eat. You cannot go to places that was the norm. And you're at home and you might be resting. You might be getting tired of resting. God is still working. He's working in your life. He's working in your heart. He's calling you to a place of relationship that you've never seen before. Here's point number three. God is good in all things. What I have come to find out in my life is that not all things in my life are good, but God is always good in everything that I face in my life. The coronavirus is not good. But God is. When, when, when people face divorce, when they go through a divorce, that's not good. But God is still good. He's still working behind the scenes. When, when, when people face a, 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 a drastic situation, a financial hardship, that's not good. But God is always good. We go back to that verse and we break it down and we can read it. We know that God works for the good of those who love him. And you, you, you learn this progressively. So when you're going through a situation, when you're going through a circumstances, you might not like it, but when you come through it, you look back and you say, I made it. And if you're wise, you say, I made it because of God. And, and the things that I have gone through in seasons of life that have been very difficult for me, when I have looked back, and they were so difficult at the present time, I see that God was faithful and that he was good in no matter what I faced. The prophet uh, Jeremiah, God spoke to him, to the people of Israel, and he said, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you a future and to give you hope. You see, God sees beyond our circumstances and our present condition to a brighter tomorrow and a better future. That's what hope is. Hope is not getting stuck in our present condition. You know, we, we, we can choose to get stuck in this present condition uh, uh, and be pessimistic about where we're at and, and what are we going to do with this, this horrible, horrible virus that's all around us, that's worldwide. We can, we can get stuck here. We can say, you know what, I, I believe in a God who's bigger and I'm looking to the future and what he has for us because God is at work even when we don't see him. Amen? That's the God that we serve. And here's... Here's point number three. Here's point number four. God has a purpose in all things. Every day, every day God's purposes are being executed because God is not absent. And, and the Apostle Paul, he, he learned not to look at his present circumstance and dwell in it, but to trust in the plan of God. And, and, and that's my prayer for, for you, and that's my prayer for me. You know, he, he said this, and we break it down again, Romans 8, 28. God works for those who have been called 
according to his purpose, his plan for your life. You see, as hard as it is for us to understand in our, in our present condition, God has a purpose and a plan for everything that we face, for everything that we're going through, for every hurt. He'll never waste a hurt. He'll never waste someone that abandoned you. He'll never waste that. He doesn't waste a, a, a season, even a season of death. You know, me coming to Christ and my wife coming to Christ was because we lost loved ones in one year, four or five loved ones that were very close to us. God didn't waste that hurt. He used that to bring us to a place of necessity where we knew that we needed God as our anchor. And my life has never been the same. He has a purpose and a plan for everything we face. From the life of Joseph, who was the son of, of, of Jacob, who became Israel. And Jacob loved Joseph, and he, and he uh, favored him. But his brothers hated him, and they were jealous. And so they sold him into slavery. And in, in, in this slavery, Joseph you know, had many, many situations but he always trusted the plan of God. Even when, when uh, those that he worked for, like Potiphar, who was a, who was a very high official uh, for Pharaoh in Egypt, when his wife falsely accused him uh, and sent him into prison. And then after in prison, they, they, he, he helped people over and over, and, and, and they, would, uh, they would forget him. And all these things happened. And at the very end, God didn't forget him and brought Joseph to the highest place right under Pharaoh. And Joseph faces his brothers, those that were jealous, those that were the instrument of selling him into slavery. And and Joseph said something that is so vitally important to us today. He said, you intended to harm me, but God, he intended it for good. Let me say it another way. Your purpose was to bring harm into my life. But God, his purpose was to bring good. He goes on, he says, this is to accomplish what is now being done to save the lives of many. No one likes the coronavirus. No one likes cancer. No, no one likes, uh, you know, a hundred things that I could name right now that their intent is to harm us. But in God's plan, in God's purpose, he will turn it out for good. He will turn it around for his glory. And and he's near, and he wants to be present in your life, and he wants to bring his peace and his calm into your life. And he wants you to know that he can be the anchor of whatever you're going through and be your stability so that you can say that in all things, God is working for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And I know there's someone watching here today that, that you are stirred in your heart, that God is drawing you to his love. And I want to invite you to... Make Jesus your Lord and your Savior. For him to be your rock. You know, the only thing that keeps God away from us is us. 
He will never violate our free will. He will not come in. He will not intrude into our life. He waits for us to invite him into our lives. And then he comes and makes his home with us. And he gives us his peace and his calm. And so if you're here this morning and and you want to pray, maybe uh, in your vehicle, wherever you're at, I want to lead you in a prayer where you can make Jesus your Lord and Savior. It's just simple. Just pray this with me. God, I need you. I'm a sinner and I'm tired of trying to do life on my own. Today I've heard good news that you have a plan for my life, that you want good for me. And so I make a choice to make Jesus my Lord and Savior. I believe that you went to the cross and you died for my sins and you were raised from the dead on the third day. And I choose to follow you from this day forward. I choose to put my trust in you and to, and to allow for you to guide me for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, that's, a, that's, that's the greatest choice you could have ever made because today you've become a child of God. And you'll find in the days ahead, in the minutes ahead, in the hours ahead, that he's not going to leave you or forsake you, that you're going to feel his peace, you're going to feel his calm, and he's going to guide you from this day forward. We'd love to celebrate this with you, so if you will, uh, you can email us. We'll have information for you, or you can uh, go to the digital connection card and put put it there, and we'll celebrate this with you. So uh, just thank you for doing that. Also, uh, there will be some questions that we will have on a link, and I'd love for those of you that are watching this, maybe in your home with a, as a family, or maybe as we call a watch party, maybe with people coming together to watch the, the message, that you can read through the questions, discuss them, and I just believe God's going to touch you for doing that, and he's going to bless you. So thank you for allowing us into your home or into your life, and uh, we'll be praying for you. God bless you. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.